Well, my name is Dustin Dykey. I'm the youth and worship pastor at Byesville Assembly of God. You can see right there. Uh, my wife Hannah, this is my wife Hannah over here. And we've been there a little over a year. Uh, previous to morning, previous to uh, ministry in Ohio, my wife and I were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at a church there doing worship ministry uh, for about two and a half years. And I went to college there in Milwaukee at a school called Impact School of Leadership and graduated from there and then uh, headed right into, uh, into ministry. Uh, my wife is a fourth grade teacher in the Byesville area, and she is my biggest supporter, as I'm sure many other husbands in here would say the same thing. Wouldn't want to do ministry without her. Um, but I love worship ministry. I love it. And I'm sure you guys do too. But aren't there just some days... <laughs> I got one laugh right here. Aren't there just some days... I just don't like worship ministry some days. There are some hard days. I know it sounds like such a heathenistic uh, music leader up here trying to you know, get you to hate worship. That's not what I'm doing, but let's just get real. I know I'm among trustworthy people in this room. Those frustrating days tend to be, and you all identify when you get on stage and you're leading worship, and the people are not engaging in worship. God help us all. It's, it's discouraging. It is. No matter if you pray for an hour beforehand or not, there is a discouraging aspect about when people are not engaging in worship. And you know, I'm sitting there doing the best I can, trying to engage them in worship, but instead they're not worshiping, and the drummer walked in with his Sunday morning ego. I mean, his Sunday morning best, I'm sorry. Gosh. Your keyboard player turns up the knob of doom on her keyboard because she can't hear herself. Your sound guy's late for the 10,000th 10, week in a row. And your computer guy says he's going to be uh, not available for the early service 10 minutes before you start. And then you don't have anybody to run service uh, uh, computer for that service because no one else comes to early service that knows how to do it. And then you've got your, uh, your guitarist who broke a string three minutes before you walk out on stage and your morning's a wreck. And then you have to get out in front of everybody, sit down at the piano or get on the guitar or whatever. And good morning! The sun is shining. God's light is radiating down on us. I invite you to join me in worship this morning as we bring praise and glory to the Father. And I'm sure every worship leader in the room can say amen. First of all, I want to thank every one of you in here who leads worship or is on the worship team. It is not a small task. Uh, I could joke all day, and I know we could go around sharing worship leading stories just from last Sunday. Um, but I, I will say, I, I just want to say thank you for doing what you do. Uh, you have a glorious opportunity to usher in the presence of God every single Sunday morning. And what an honor it is to connect the congregation to God before the pastor preaches the Word of God, to prepare the people to hear the Word. And you have the opportunity to prepare hearts and lives to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the opportunity to connect them to God and realize that one of the things about worship for me is I love worship because uh, worshiping God helps us realize our need for God. You know, you sit there, one of the things I've, I've said for years is you, you, you talk to a, a drug addict on the street and say, well, you need Jesus. No, I don't. I've got my drug or another addict. I've got my this, I've got my that, and I, I don't need God. But what we have is you might just have a drug addict in your service on Sunday morning. You might have somebody like that in your service on Sunday morning. Come on in. Good morning. Oh, there's a few seats over here. You might have somebody like that on a Sunday morning and you have the opportunity to connect them to God and the presence of God is thick in that place and you can feel God's presence and hopefully we pray that somebody like that experiences the presence of God and realizes their need for God. None of us 
deserves to lead worship because of the mistakes we've made in our lives. But wow, the grace of God is so amazing. God's love is so amazing and gives us, God gives us the opportunity to pour out our hearts in one of the most um, out there ministries, the most in the spotlight ministries, which is worship, um, and gives you the opportunity to pour out your heart. And it's not an easy thing. Everybody, you know, everybody every week sees your heart, sees you for who you are and the way you worship God. And you have the opportunity to lead the congregation to worshiping the one, the only true king who reigns on high. And that is an honor. That is an honor. So let's see um, who's in the room today. We have youth pastors, youth pastors in the room. No, no. Yes, back there. No. Youth pastor. Great. Awesome. We got uh, lead pastors. Okay, worship pastors or leaders. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Uh, worship team members. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're split half and half there. All right, awesome. So today the topic of discussion you can see is implementing a blended worship set. We're going to talk about why that's important. Hopefully you have pens because uh, this calculus class did not. So I don't know what they do. And here they just throw numbers at them all day long. Um, so here we go. Let's talk about a blended worship set. Uh, this is it right here. A blended worship set is using music, first blank, from across all generations, next blank, of the people in your congregation. A blended worship set is using music from across all generations of the people in your congregation. Now, in creating a blended worship set, um, this basically means that you would be incorporating hymns into your worship sets. <gasps> You'd be incorporating contemporary songs into your worship sets. And another group of people went, oh no. You know, this, this means that you should be incorporating these songs into your worship sets. All generations are coming to worship together on Sunday mornings. Uh, depending on what church you go to, you have anywhere from ages four years, uh, you know, four years old to 104 years old. And in that time, in those three to five songs, how are you creating an atmosphere for your people to enter into worship? From ages four to 104. And don't tell me four-year-olds can't worship, because I've seen two- and three-year-olds worship God. And, you know, I've got a nephew, he's two years old or something like that. And, you know, he came and I was leading worship one time, and he just had his hands raised. And, you know, he was just, he was just loving the Lord. It was just a cool thing to see. You know, from ages four to 104, how are you hitting every age bracket in your sanctuary in order for them to engage in worship? See, First Chronicles 16, 23 to 25 says, Sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. And from Hebrews 12, 28 to 29, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. See, our God is worthy of honor and glory, and none compares to our God. So if this is the case, I challenge us this morning, shouldn't we be looking to see how we can help others to engage in worship that come into our worship services and help them to experience God on Sunday mornings? Now, I've heard people say, well, Dustin, it's not about an experience. So why are you trying to create some experience that isn't there? And I would come across, I would come from a different angle, and I say, I think it is about an experience because what happens is we honestly, genuinely come before the Father, come before the throne of God, and we honestly pour out our hearts to Him. I truly believe that God blesses us with this beautiful exchange in which we give honest praise and genuine worship to God, and He blesses us with His presence. 
He blesses us with His Spirit. Blesses us with this overwhelming presence of God in that place and joy and peace coming to people's lives who were broken and, and messed up and whatever it is. Worshiping the Lord in a, wor- in, in a general worship setting. Encouraging the congregation to worship God in spirit and in truth. And how exciting that we have the opportunity to do that. How exciting that we can incorporate music from all generations. And I'm sorry, I'm looking down at my notes a lot. I've, I got this piano that isn't mine that I'm using for a music stand this morning, so hope you don't mind. Um, so this doesn't mean, however, that you have to have a cut and dry way of doing it every week. God help us if we get into some ritualistic routine of how we do worship sets. I heard of a, of a church who had... Um, all hymns in their worship set, which is fine. You know, that's how the church did it. That's great. But in the way that they prepared their worship, they had the worship set for the first week of January through the last week of December for the whole year. And they had hymn numbers for every single week, not going before God and saying, Lord, what would you lay on my heart today? And I'm not saying we got to spend seven hours a day on our feet, or on our knees asking God, what key would you like me to play in this Sunday? You know, but I'm saying that at least to say, Lord, what do you have for us? Uh, what is the pastor preaching on? Yeah, I could talk about a little bit about that too, but what is the pastor preaching on and how can I help him to uh, preach the word of God in that? Prepare the hearts to hear God's word. But you, have, you should have at least a plan of attack in how you're going to do this. So we've talked about what a blended worship set is. Blended worship set is using music from across all generations of the people in your congregation. But if we talk about what a, worship, a blended worship set is, it's also important to talk about what it is not. And this is the second part of this today. And in just a few minutes, we're going to have some... Uh, collaboration here and kind of chatting about different things that uh, happen in your worship service. But what is not a blended worship set? Um, A blended worship set is not trying to conform to the patterns of this world. Okay, Not trying to get people to come by all the contemporary stuff or trying to get people to come by all of the maybe older stuff, trying to make some older people happy or trying to make some younger people happy. That's not what this is about. This is not about conforming to the patterns of this world. And a blended worship set is not doing every song that people tell you to do. Not doing the songs necessarily all the time that come in on the back of the offering envelope that somebody wrote there and threw in the offering plate. Man, I am getting some witnesses in here today. Man. Man, prayer request cards as well. Drop those bad boys in the thing. And they, we got, you know, I'd love it if you did this song. I've been praying. I've been praying. that you. No lie, just a few weeks ago I did I Exalt Thee. I Exalt Thee. Right, you've heard it. And uh, I had a guy come up to me, no lie, Sunday morning. He shakes my hand. He's like, God revealed to me this morning that you were going to do that song. Praise the Lord. And he was so excited. Just so excited. All right, so... Uh, in your church, let, let's talk about this. A blended worship set is not. Somebody somebody, uh, speak up here. Let's ca- talk about this. What is not a blended worship set? Not always going to make everyone happy. There you go. Not always going to make everyone happy. All right. You're right. We could talk about that too, how it's not about making people happy. It's also not about you. It's also not about you, me, or... Yeah, yeah. As a worship leader, it's not about me. It's not about you know the worship team members. Not about the yeah. Exactly. Any other thoughts on that? It's 
Awesome. Not always the same. Yeah. Just talked to a worship leader this past week who says, when I first came on staff at the church, they had been doing one hymn a week, and the others were contemporary. She asked her pastor, she said, is this something you want me to do? I will you know, be submissive to your leadership. If you'd like me to do that, I will do that. And uh, he said, well, what would you like to do? And she said, well, sometimes, I mean, I do hymns a lot. You know, I'll do a hymn, you know, pretty much every week in the worship service, but not necessarily every week, you know, because sometimes that could make somebody feel strapped down. So, yes, I w- yeah, that's awesome. Not the same every week. Any other thoughts? Not a performance. Not a performance. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Not always gonna make you feel good and feel happy. Sure. Yep, that's real. That's being real. Yeah, there's days I just don't want to worship. Yeah, sorry, again, sounds like a heathen up here, but... No, no, I'm, I'm getting that. It's a yeah. confliction in the heart for the people that were... They're going to feel conflicted. They're not always going to feel happy. Sure. Oh, sure, yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. Any other thoughts? That's awesome. I heard a few different ones in here about, um, you know, as, as we were giving responses, how it's not going to make everybody happy all the time, and I had a, I had a guy a few weeks ago who few months ago actually he comes up to me I play grand piano almost every Sunday morning I will do the occasion I can probably count on two hands how many times I played guitar in a year and three months that I've been there and he comes up to me 72 year old man and he comes up to me he says why do you play that piano all the time you should get on that guitar it would sound a lot better he comes for he goes to another church that they're like rocking they've got like the electric guitars and as loud as you could possibly make it and 72 years old no lie he comes up to me he says you should get on that guitar more often i'm not going to leave the church or nothing i was like oh thank god because i was so worried you know yeah <laughs> i know she <laughs> i i was so worried he comes he he was saying, I, I don't like that you're on guitar, or I don't like that you're on piano. You need to get on that guitar more often. He said, it just that piano, that grand piano drowns out everything else, so we can't hear nothing else but you. Um, so there's opinions. People aren't going to be happy. So any other thoughts on that? What a blended worship set is not. Yes. Um, who is who tolerates a lot? Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my son, we had him do the uh, rapid remotes on Warlords for the first time on a Sunday, and I can't tell you how many people above the age of fifty affirmed him after the moment. Wow. It's not their thing. They have it's not. Yeah. We wouldn't find that in their playlist. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Any other things?
what a blended worship set is not. Man, it's good stuff. I was hoping this would be a conversation in here today, so this is good. This is good, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a cut and dry way every time. So I can't sit here and tell you exactly what you're going to do. However you take it is great. You know, These are all suggestions and uh, take some things, don't take some things, whatever works in your congregations. That's awesome, yeah. Not a cut and dry formula. Any other thoughts? Anybody want to comment? I didn't ask this. I guess I should have asked this. What what other things would you believe would be a blended worship set? Then what is a blended worship set? Any other thoughts on that before we before we move on in this? It is a blended worship set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I had a time a few uh, few months ago where I had you know, it was a pause, and I know we can all identify with this. We, you know, there's a pause in the worship set, and we're, you know, I'm, I'm on piano, so I'm on the main instrument, and I'm trying to fill in the space. And sometimes I, I really like control. God help me, please. Um, but sometimes I really like control, and I like to really make sure there's no dead space, because one of my pet peeves is, uh, is dead silence in a worship set. Like, oh, man, sitting there trying to worship and, and I'm trying to pray out loud and you, this, that, and all of a sudden, if I'm, I'm attending a worship service and it's just dead silent, I'm like, ah, I feel really awkward right now. <laughs> so please start in with another song. But I remember specifically that um, on this given Sunday morning, God placed a word on my heart for the congregation, which all of you I'm sure have had before and have spoken. But I had a word on my, <clears throat> on my heart for the congregation, and God said, hold it. Don't speak it, but allow time for the Spirit to move right now. And don't, you know, it was really hard because, like, control, like, God, you're, you know, this is the word you've got. I've got it. Lord, let me handle it, you know. Um, but I just, I just really felt God saying, Dustin, just don't speak. And I've heard it a few times, don't speak. And I didn't speak. I just kept you know, just quietly playing, quietly playing, and sure enough, somebody comes up with a word of word of encouragement or a word of wisdom in the congregation. You know, and, and to me, I was like, God, you are you are good. <laughs> you you had it all taken care of. And sometimes I think God's asking us to be submissive to Him in that. Wow, it's hard. You know, it's hard when we don't we don't know. Any other thoughts on that? This is awesome. Good stuff. Oh man. Just to pause here, when I was, 
worship pastor in Milwaukee. I had a choir that I was directing, and we were doing opportunities. We were doing choir auditions, and I didn't want to call them choir auditions because that sounds, you know, you know, kind of scary for people. So I decided to call it like a new choir new choir member worship meeting or something like that, you know, new choir member meeting. So I had this after service, and this lady had come into the service. Uh, first time I had seen her at church, and she comes and she says, I, you know, Dustin, I want to be on your worship. I want to be on your choir. I want to be in your choir. I really want to be there. She said, I want to tell you that I'm a perfect singer, and I want to tell you that I have perfect pitch, and, and I would be, I would be so, such a help to your choir. And I was just starting a ministry at that time. Otherwise, I would have been more quick on my feet and said something along the lines of, well, you would stick out like a sore thumb because no one else is perfect on our team, so it probably wouldn't be a good fit for you. Um, I wasn't quick on my feet. But I said, okay, well, how far away do you live? She said, about an hour and a half. I'm like, hour and a half away. Okay, so how would you get to our choir practices? They're on Tuesday nights, and then you'd have to be here Sunday for service. She said, well, I'd just get a hotel in the area. and yeah." And I'm thinking... This is like, she is really far thinking this. Like, this is not a paid gig. I don't know what she was thinking this was, but you know, you're in a choir and you <laughs> don't get paid for it. And uh, I said, you know what? We have this typical policy here at church. We usually wait about three months to see how, you know, just to see how you're, you know, continuing to come to our church and everything. We want to get to know you a little bit more. So after about three months, we'll review this. And she said, oh, okay. I never saw her again. I never saw her again. That had nothing to do with this, but just kind of a funny thing. I'm sure you've got... <laughs> You've got things like that. <clears throat> okay, so if we want to do blended worship sets, um, we want to incorporate both new and old songs. What would be the first step for churches seeking to have a blended worship set? Because what this is, for whatever scenario you're in, you have to do something that is probably uncomfortable and will probably ruffle some feathers. And I'm going to be the first one to say that's not an easy thing to do because... You want people to stay at your church, <laughs> you know, and for some smaller churches, even this could be a matter of these people are tithing. I had one guy in a church, my church growing up who said, I don't like those drums. They were too loud today. Here's my offering envelopes for the entire rest of the year. You know, just people that really have a strong opinion. So what do we do here? What do we, what's the first step? I'm going to give us two scenarios today and we'll go from here. We're going to first talk about hymn driven church. Oh no. Hey, I forgot. I forgot a whole section. We're going to come to that in a second. First of all, in order to get into the two scenarios, I wanted to talk to you about tips for introducing new songs. Um, so this is what it is. Uh, first thing I would suggest, these are all suggestions, take them or leave it, uh, do one new song per month. If you want to start doing this, do one new song per month. Uh, no more than two. Because honestly, if you do more than that, people will feel like you're hijacking the worship set. People will feel like you're hijacking the worship experience, and it's just going to feel, uh, you know, like a big bummer. <laughs> so slow change is the key. Slow change. Um, this is the same for if you are a hymn-driven church and you're incorporating contemporary songs, slow change. This is the same if you are all contemporary, no hymns, and you're trying to get back to some hymns and incorporate them in. I'm not saying you add three songs of hymns into your contemporary worship set in one. Con you know, I'm saying like a slow change. Maybe throw in a chorus or something like that, but do a slow change. Um, and my suggestion too, and there's so many ways to do this, so I'd love suggestions uh, in just a second here, but uh, one way that I've done it is this, is to do the new song for two weeks straight, and then take a week off on the third week, and then at the end of the month, do the song again. Because this, 
helps the people it helps the people to kind of get used to it and oh okay that new song's not in anymore okay we're good and like he, you know it's not going to be too bad we're we're going to make this you know and then the next week it comes in again oh yeah that's the song we did a few weeks ago and at that point you can probably start putting it in your regular rotation at that point it's probably it's probably something that they have uh, heard already and they're good to go and if they're listening to the radio they probably heard some of these things too possibly uh, Another thing, uh, play the new songs during your pre-service music via iTunes or a CD or whatever you got. If you've got a, a foyer area, um, welcome center, whatever, uh, play those songs as people are walking into service. Um, this is not subliminal messaging. <laughs> this is going to help them. <laughs> it's it's going to help them. I, I remember doing this at the church in Wisconsin I was at, and people said, oh, that song you did this morning, I've heard that before. Where have I heard that before? And I said, well, it's playing during pre-service. Oh, yeah, that's where I've heard it. Um, so this is a way to ease ease them in. You know, they are hearing it a little bit. Play it maybe even a few weeks before you do this, the new song. Play it for a few weeks and, and, and then incorporate it into the set and use that formula if you'd like. I know it's not always a formula, but this is kind of an okay thing to um, to do because this is this is more practical and I hope I'm so sorry but if you were looking for like a super scriptural spiritual thing today um, that's not exactly what this is this is more practical worship ministry things um, so two weeks on skip a week do it again use pre-service music to help introduce the song and also state the obvious because people might be more upset with new music if you sing the songs without explaining that they're new you know if you start start into a new song oh geez they're sitting out there i don't recognize this song i can't believe it. and all of a sudden you pipe in and say hey guys we're going to do a new song this morning that we're going to introduce to you feel free to listen for the first few minutes here when you catch on you're welcome to join in you know and then it just states the obvious helps him to feel a little more comfortable with it oh he knows that we don't know it or she knows that we don't know it and we're we're gonna we're okay we're all on the same page here um so those those are just a few tips for introducing new songs uh, anybody else have other things that you would suggest? Yeah. So I know one of the things that we do, um, we <coughs> our church really is, we have from like newborns to over 100 years old. There you go. Um, but thankfully they're all pretty Facebook savvy. Okay. So like as a worship team, we when we find new songs that we want to do, we'll actually share them on Facebook and say, nice. hey, I've been listening to this recently, just to kind of get it out there because our congregation will typically listen to those and go, oh, I really like this song. And then by the time we introduce it, they've already listened to it a few times on their own time. Yeah, that's awesome. If you didn't hear that in the back, sharing it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, what I do pre-service um, during the countdown, but then also uh, if there's altar time, um, it's just me. So yeah. in a piano. So mm -hmm. during prayer and then I'll introduce a new song or even just the chorus or something like that. Uh, yeah. And then the following week, or you know, maybe do that once or twice, and then the following week, then introduce it in the worship set. That seems to seems to work because the people who aren't up at the altar praying, they're listening, they're you know worshiping too. So yeah, it's familiar. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I noticed your shirt, so you obviously love Planet Center. That's awesome. Oh, do you really? Nice, man. That's cool. All right. Good deal. Yep. So uh, that's another thing, too. Another thing I've done as well, uh, this might be something you want to do, Facebook Live. I'll go every once in a while, and I, 
I feel terrible because I have not done this in a long time. But this is a great opportunity. You go Facebook Live on Wednesday or Thursday before that Sunday and just take a chunk, maybe a chorus from every song, and say, hey, guys, so glad you tuned in this, you know, during the middle of the week here. God bless you. you know, I've got some, you know, I want to share with you the songs we're going to do this Sunday morning because it's not a secret. Like, if you're to the point where worship is a secret on Sunday morning and no one can know about it until Sunday, like, that's a control issue. So <laughs> just, it's okay to let... You know, let them know. <coughs> Prepares them well. And maybe for the older people in your congregation, you keep introducing new songs, and they're like, man, I just can't keep up with this. Maybe there are older people who really want to keep up, and they just want to have some sort of information about what are you doing for songs, because I'd love to be prepared so I can be more involved in the worship set. You know, these are, uh, these are good things that you can do. So going live, doing a few minutes from your worship set that is upcoming on Sunday mornings. I've also done things like uh, taking, there's this... Uh, website called SparkPost, Adobe SparkPost, and I'll put the worship set. It's, they basically create graphics for you, and then you put your own uh, text in there. SparkPost, it's Adobe SparkPost, really nice, and it's free. You don't have to pay for it, which is what I always look for. And I put the worship set in there, post it on Facebook, because they know what songs are coming up. Um, cool. Anything else for introducing new songs? This is exciting. Yes. Okay, so like during offering or, or what do you... Cool. Yeah, that's good. If you didn't hear that, you said the choir or the ensembles or whatever might introduce it a few weeks before they actually do the song for worship service. Good stuff, yeah. Anything else on that? Awesome. Let's talk about these scenarios. And we're not going to skip through notes anymore. So did you get... I think all those things were... On there for the sheet, great, I'm seeing nods. Let's talk about this. Two scenarios, and, and then we'll go from there and we'll chat about this. So if you are a hymn-driven church that is seeking to become a blended worship, uh, seeking to have a blended worship set, what are some first steps? Um, so, I mean, obviously, the obvious. Start incorporating new contemporary songs into your worship sets and use the tips that we talked about for introducing new songs. That's kind of a standard thing, obviously. But start out slow. Maybe for you, you're a hymn-driven church, and that's fine. I grew up in a hymn-driven church, and I am an old soul at heart. I loved uh, How Great Thou Art this morning downstairs. Man, that's, that's my jam. That was awesome. And they did it in more of a contemporary way. That was really cool, but they still stuck to the original melody, and that was awesome. Um, so maybe for you, a hymn-driven church, maybe you, maybe you do four songs on a Sunday morning at this church, and you want to start doing something new contemporary. So you're going to bring in maybe a chorus of who you say I am. You know, who the sun sets free, who is free indeed. You know, just do that chorus maybe in the middle of one of your, you know, at the end of one of your hymns in between, you know, hymns or whatever. That's uh, something that you could do to kind of help that. And then maybe as the weeks go on, add a verse or two in there. Uh, add the... Add the bridge. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. There are some sweet, beautiful biblical truths in hymns, and there are some sweet biblical truths in new contemporary music. And amongst all generations, uh, that'll be that'll be helpful. So um, I talked about that already. As you continue to add new songs, um, you know the tips for uh, the tips for incorporating new songs into your sets. That's like what you would kind of be working toward, but maybe one song every six weeks to start out, one song every seven or eight weeks maybe for you, 
and that's fine. However, it works with your setting because you know your churches, you know more than more than I do, and that's and that's good. So um, eventually, you'll get to the point where adding new songs is part of your worship DNA, which is a good thing because we're trying to reach all age groups. If we're doing all contemporary music, we're not reaching the older generation. If we're doing all hymns, we're not reaching the younger generation. Unless you got a guy like me who loves hymns, I would be, I'd totally be down. <laughs> but that's not everybody, and I understand that. So, um, any other thoughts on that? Hymn-driven churches, how to uh, start incorporating newer songs. All right, great. We are going to contemporary-driven churches. This is the second one. I know there's a lot of words on there. If you can't see some of the bottom stuff, let me know. Um, start incorporating hymns back into your worship set by simply doing choruses of the hymns to start out. Um, when I say incorporate them back into your worship set, uh, believe it or not, hymns were actually part of your worship set at one time. <laughs> unless you, unless you're a newer church, and that's great. And you know, in the past, your church plant or something like that, that's fine. But um, and this, um, this, this is important. So I will say this too. Now, this is an opinion warning. Okay. Because every single session that is taught today, I would think there's like 85 sessions, every session speaker is going to have an opinion. So take this or leave it. But this is an opinion warning. Let's chat about it after I'm done. So uh, do not, under any circumstances, uh, use new renditions of hymns that completely change the melody of the original hymn. And here's why. You think, we think we're doing our older generation a favor by taking these new renditions of hymns that completely change the melody, there's nothing original in the way you sing it, and it's completely different, and basically it, it's kind of like this. It's like you're shaking a sucker in front of a three-year-old's face and then taking it away and throwing it in the garbage. You know, it's like, that's me. No one does that. And, you know, like, <laughs> these redone hymns have not lasted the test of time. We're going to talk about some that have, and that's okay. But, but what I'm talking about is hymns that don't stick to any of the original melody. And I'm probably getting some head nods like from our older generation, like, yes, that's mean. That's not nice, you know. It, it, you know, because what we're doing is we're not we're not doing them a favor. It's it's just completely redoing this this hymn, and it's not even close to what what the original was. And so I grew up in a church where our church was thirty to forty years behind the times musically. That's where I grew up. Okay, 30 to 40 years behind the times. So we started doing songs like I Exalt Thee and uh, Draw Me Close to You. You know, those were songs I was doing all the time growing up. And so those were songs that were, you know, done way before I was born. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking victory in Jesus was a, a pretty normal one for me. And, and that's, you know, that's something that, that's 30 to 40 years older. I'm not saying those are bad because I'm going to talk about how we should use them and how we can use them, but I grew up with hymns. Uh, you'll frequently hear me listening to the Gaithers. I love the Gaither vocal band. I have been to two Gaither homecoming concerts, and I have been to two Gaither vocal band concerts, and I will probably go to one before Mr. Gaither passes on because I absolutely love it. Uh, Guy Penrod came to our church when I was in, in Milwaukee, uh, the, if you don't know who that is, gray long-haired guy who is the, you know, basically the staple of the Gaither vocal band, in my opinion. But he came to our church. I directed our choir behind him, and it was great, and I loved it. That was like, <laughs> you know, that was like awesome for me. It was like the idol has come, you know. <laughs> Sounds bad. Don't. I didn't say that, but 
That was amazing. I can tell you, though, how older people feel when you take these older songs and make them completely contemporary, so much so that you aren't singing the original melody. Um, so that, there's that part of it. Um, I've, I've heard those songs that, that just don't work, you know, no original melody or anything like that. But I can tell you that if you are incorporating uh, hymns back into your worship set, make sure to contemporize some of these songs. Hold on just a second. I've got something else in my pocket. I need to grab a, a pick here. Um, we need to contemporize these songs. I'm going to give you some examples of um, the old syncopated way that people have done these songs, that we used to do these songs, and I'm going to show you how we can kind of make that a little bit more contemporary. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, all fly away. You know, it's like <laughs> syncopated, or um, victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how He gave His life, you know, or when we all get to heaven. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. You know, so we can, we can switch that up and, you know, really get it going. You can have the electric guitar driven in there and everything, so I'll fly away. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. Victory in Jesus. Um. Oh, victory in Jesus. My Savior forever. When we all get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Right? So more contemporary ways of doing them, and it helps the, the congregation, the more contemporary folk, to be like, wow, okay, I've never heard that song. I remember I was doing Blessed Assurance at the church in, in, in Byesville, and I said, you all know this one, let's sing along, you know, and I went into it, and the, our youth, our students, and our young adults sit in the front, in the front center, and uh, they're like looking at each other like, I've never heard this one, like, so it was new to them. So I stopped saying, you know, when I bring out a hymn, I stopped saying, this might be new to you, you know, I, I or yeah, I, I don't say anything about it, you might know it or whatever, I just kind of leave it be but there's uh <clears throat> there are new examples of sticking to the original melody though so not only can you just take an, an, a hymn and make it more contemporary sounding while still sticking to the original um melody which is what happened this morning i mean you could tell that what we heard this morning with how great thou art i was like wow great example i'm so glad they did that because it was such a contemporary more way of doing it you wouldn't have heard it that way in 1940 but it was one of those that Wow, we were all connecting, and all the voices came in together, and it was so powerful, so good. Um, but there's this, uh, there's this other, so I'm going to give you an example of some songs that stick to the original melody. Some of them make whole new verses, but have the chorus that stays the same. These are awesome. Uh, there's another, there's uh, one like that. <clears throat> Amazing love that welcomes me. The kindness of mercy. Hey, some of you know. That bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving. Oh God, you're so good. You know it, yeah. 
God, you're so good. Oh God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Man, I was a sob and mess the first time I heard that one. That was that's good. I'm like, I've never heard this song before. This is new. Wait a second. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. There's another one. Um, I'm trying to remember what. One day we will see face to face. Jesus. One day um, the struggles will fade. I forget the words, but then the chorus. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Matt Redman redid that one, and um, when we all get to heaven, but different verses, same chorus because you can introduce it to your contemporary folk and say hey we're going to do a new song this morning <laughs> just like we did we're going to do a new song this morning and you can join in yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Exactly. There's another one. Um. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Of course, we all know it. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind but now i see my chains are gone i've been set free right we all know it i mean just this awesome chorus that was added in i mean so good chris tomlin redid that one and um those are all ways that we can incorporate these new songs into our sets and you'll find and i am i'm a stickler for it my wife consistently helps me to get contemporary songs added into our sets because I am an old soul at heart and I know that and a lot of the older generation loves that and that's awesome if I had my I can easily go into a nursing home and do a worship service and be fine and dandy I love it love it um, play some gaithers and make them happy and that's awesome but I need to remember that even though I'm an old soul I need to I need to venture out into contemporary music, which is what she always helps me to do, and other people, you know, in the church too, that come with suggestions and and stuff like that. So uh, before I finish here, and before we go into like questions and stuff like that, I want to give you some helpful resources. Songselect.ccli.com. This is like a staple. If you don't have this, I strongly recommend it. And also, it gets you out of some trouble because you have to have a CCLI license to do some of these songs in your services and to project the words and to record them and to put them online, you know, all this stuff. Super important. You go on CCLI. Not only that, but they have chord charts for all these new songs and they have um, 
they have sheet music if you've got a if you've got an ensemble you're trying to put together they've got all the sheet music that you can print off for that as well praise charts man this is one of my favorites and I haven't used it often but when I have it just makes me so happy praise charts it's got like new renditions of uh, you know, older songs sometimes, or even contemporary songs that they kind of mix together with other songs, and they have these arrangements that they put together for like full band, full orchestra. Uh, really, really cool in that regard. So you don't want to get into any legal trouble, so I would really suggest this one right here. And yes, you have to pay for those, but uh, paying however much it is a month is better than paying a $25,000 fee. I remember a church I just heard about who was, uh, they had sure microphones that were set to a specific, uh, you know, number, and they were, uh, they were asked by the city, you need to change your numbers because this is now federal for federal use, something like that, and they didn't change it. They got a $25,000 fine. Their church was shut down, closed the doors. I mean, this is stuff that for an easy, however it is a month, you can afford to, uh, to help yourself in that. Um, is there anything else, any questions that you've got for me before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How to play a hymn contemporary? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so it's uh, like a lot of the thing with older hymns is that they're more of a syncopated kind of a feel. Some glad morning when the star, and, and it's just more of getting away from that and going to more of a straight beat. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, and it, it kind of helps to keep it more contemporary. And your drummer will be very happy with you because it's easier <laughs> to uh, to play in that way. So um, other things you can do, and maybe you've got some suggestions too. But even on YouTube, you can look that up. Uh, how other churches have done it, um, that would that would help too. So other suggestions you got, brother? Or? Okay. Yeah. I would say that, and we've got someone who plays keyboard in our church that has more of an older, uh, an older style. And what we have done is we put her on the keyboard, and she does string sounds for us, and it is very nice. And I tell her, it, and, and it's not one of those things like, well, we're just going to throw it to the side. That's not what it is. It really adds to the sound of the set. Having strings is so, so important. So that's another way you could do it too. And then you're not necessarily having to even do any beats. You're just kind of hitting the chords and letting them go. Hitting the next chord, letting them go. And um, leaving the more contemporary, contemporizing. I've made up that word on that sheet. So <laughs> have fun with that. Any other thoughts? Yeah. I think it just makes it so fuller. You know, if you, let's say your bass guy doesn't come. Notice I didn't say anything about the bass, you know, because bass players, they don't do anything wrong. I literally, I thought, I was telling my wife as I was preparing for this, I'm like, man, and then the bass player, 
I have never worked with a difficult bass player. Maybe you have, but they are awesome. I love bass players. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Where we end? Yeah. Multiple what? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mhm. Mm yep. Yep. Absolutely. Anything else? Good stuff. Awesome. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks. It was a good time. Thanks for all the collaboration. It was fun. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs>